Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Monday, ladies. This is Bree with the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Woo, Chile. This is going to be quite an episode. Um, <laughs> so make sure you have your wig tightened, you are strapped in, and you are ready to listen. We're going to be talking about recovery from divorce and interracial dating when you're young and um, being bitter and going from bitter to better and all kinds of stuff. So please believe me when I tell you this is an episode you do not want to miss. But first... This episode is brought to you by Sugar Shack Collection, and if you are not familiar, they make absolutely incredible bath bombs and body butter bombs. So today at 9 a.m., they're dropping their fall collection, and they're going to have exclusive fragrances that you will want to try, including Cocoa Kisses and Snow Fairy. So for my listeners today, they have two offers. The first one is you have access to a free Fresh Start Mini Bundle if you go to their site and enter the code Brown Girl. And in this little bundle, you're going to get two travel bar soaps, one bath bomb, and one travel size body butter. Again, the code is Brown Girl. The second offer is you can get 20% off your entire order if you drop the code BG20. Again, 20% off using code BG20. And that's at Sugar Shack Collection, which is S U G A R S H A K C O L L E C T I O N dot com. All right, let's get into today's show. Hey, beautiful brown girl. Hey, hi, Bree. How are you? I'm great, Deanna. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And enjoying this Texas weather that we have today. I'm sure tomorrow it'll be something different. So I'm just enjoying it while uh, the sunshine while I can. (laughs) You know, my BFF is from Texas, born and raised. And I will always ask her, like, (laughs) just to bother her. Did you used to ride horses to school? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she would get so mad like this is not just what texas is we didn't ride horses everywhere so i'm it's sorry for my corny joke not. I, every time <laughs> well i'm not I always from think texas, about that so it, yeah i'm not from texas so it doesn't bother me i wasn't born and raised here so it doesn't bother me oh okay okay <laughs> so please 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 tell us more about you and currently what you're doing well, um, my name is Deanna. I was um, actually born in Detroit, Michigan. And when I turned 10, um, my family moved to St. Louis, Missouri, where um, I grew up and went to school and uh, graduated high school there. And then um, for college, um, I went to Dillard University in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. So um, after that, um, I uh, uh, returned back to um, St. Louis, Missouri until about, oh, until 2008, fall 2008, um, uh, I moved to to Dallas, Texas, really Mm -hmm. uh, Frisco, Texas. But, um, you know, if you're not from here, you know, you just give the the common, the common city, which is Dallas. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's where I'm at right now. Um, I have two girls 
and a fiance. So, um, hey, now, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a long time coming, but, um, but yeah, and, um, I'm still, um, working a nine to five in the healthcare field and, mm-hmm. um, I am building my, um, life coaching business, um, again. Um, I do motivate motivational um, coaching as well as motivational speaking. So um, I started that back up at the end of 2018. So um, here I am. All right. So you have a lot going on. So you have two daughters, a fiance, you're working, you're nine to five, you're grinding on your your side hustle um, as a life coach and a motivational speaker. So you are a busy, busy woman. I love it. Absolutely. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the nitty gritty here. So you have quite a story and I am excited to hear about your story and then also learn more about your personal self-care practice as far as how you were able to kind of recover and just to continue to flourish. So um tell us more about, um well, I guess I better give some backstory because I'm not sure um, that I mentioned this before, but today we're going to be talking about, um, recovering from loss in the, uh, I guess in the form of divorce, which I've never been married, but I can only imagine how devastating that could be to someone, like what kind of blow that can be to someone. So I want to learn more, first of all, about you two. Like, how did you, how did you guys meet? Oh, Man, so um, I'm showing my age a little bit, but um, we <laughs> met on BlackPlanet.com. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes, girl. I remember. Um, <laughs> I know, girl. So I remember um, I needed to go get my stuff was um, in New Orleans you know, in college. And I had a really good friend who was so nice enough to let me put her stuff in storage for free. And I needed to get back to New Orleans and and I'm in St. Louis at the time. Mm -hmm. And I went on, I did some crazy stuff. Like, I don't know, like when you're in college, you do a lot of things. Uh, I don't want to say a lot of things, but you do some things like to survive, like, you know, okay. Well, you know, oh, um, you know, you got some people that come on campus that uh, like promoting the side gig real quick and stuff like that. So you do things, you know, um, to make money, work, study and things like that. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, when I got back, I brought that mentality with me. And so I got on Black Planet and I was like, I need somebody to help me get back uh, to New Orleans to go get my stuff. And so. Oh, wow. Uh, I just, I met him there and it's, he's white. So I knew mm-hmm. he would do it. I know that sounds so bad, but <laughs> it's the truth. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know he would do it. And he did it. So wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Hold, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let's back it up. Hold on. I, I already got questions. Hold on. So wait, <laughs> you were on, I'm doing air quotes, black planet. Yes. But mm-hmm. he wasn't black. Sure wasn't. Okay, so what what was he doing on Black Planet? Did you ever ask him like, what, what, why was he on Black Planet? Because he just liked black women. Mm-hmm. He just liked black women. So, um, you know, another thing that I learned um, from from my experience is that um, you know, white men um, just I don't I don't want to say all, but majority of white mm-hmm. men have uh, like almost like a I don't want to say fear or intimidation um, approaching a black woman um, in person. So mm-hmm. um, online is just a little easier. So mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you met your boo on black planet. <laughs> and so was it first like, just, Hey, help me with moving this stuff. And then you guys meet and you just like, fell in love or like what what's the story on on how it kind of you to up to you guys meeting in person for the first time girl um 
Uh, and by the way, I don't recommend that to anybody. Like I said, when you um, in college, <laughs> you tend to, you know, like, oh, okay, cool. You know, um, you know, like I said, people come on campus and like, hey, you know, I got this gig. So again, you know, I brought that kind of, you know, mentality. I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. Thank God mm-hmm. I am alive to tell this story. But um, yes. <laughs> It was nowhere. It was not love at first sight at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not even going to lie. Like I had an agenda and, mm-hmm. you know, I just needed to get my stuff and come on and, you know, come on back. And, um, no, it, it, it took, um, oh, girl, it took a minute. But, um, mm-hmm. but after that, you know, it, you know, the, the contact, you know, continued and, you know, things like right. that. I started needing a, uh, I started needing a ride to work. So. <laughs> wait, <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. How are you trying to slip that in there now, Deanna? Come on now. How are you try to slip that in there? So let's, let's back up. So, so he done, look, I'm, I'm slipping now. He done came and moved your stuff. Okay. And then you just like, okay. And you guys are still talking. Okay. And then you're just like, kind of, it just kind of segues into, okay, can you come pick me up? I need a ride X, Y, Z. And he's like, yeah, girl, I got you. Is that basically it? Girl, yes. Absolutely. Okay. I was like, yeah. In my own little way of hustling. Yeah. Like it was, you know, I I parked the majority time to work and it was, a height in, you know, anybody that's, that is familiar with St. Louis is heels and everything. So I used to like truck it, you know, um, mm-hmm. with my legs and walk and everything. But sometimes when I was like, oof, can't do it. I sure did. I sure did. Okay. okay <laughs> so, so we need it. We need to give him a, a name. What, what name can we use for him? Oh, girl. Um, let's make up something let's call him um i'll let you make up a name for him so we can give him a name girl let's go with bob bob okay (laughs) so you and bob um he's giving you rides everything's going great now when did things kind of progress like because it sounds like i I mean i'm just assuming like it was just a friendship kind of thing with a little flirtation possibly it was it was um i think things started um to progress when um when i started uh thinking about my future a little bit more mm-hmm. um and i saw him as someone who had it together it was um mm-hmm. an admiration you know mm-hmm. and um i was attracted to that and i was looking okay. at my like what other, you know, what I was dealing with, you know, with other guys or whatever. And then I would look at him and I would see, you know, like where I wanted to be, you know, he had his own um, little apartment, really nice loft apartment and, you know, things like that. And um, Mm -hmm. I started looking at my life and I was like, okay, I need to start like, you know, doing more as far as like with my career and everything. So I wanted to, um, you know, I just start, my mindset started changing. And so I looked at him differently. Mm. I looked at him as okay. like, um, I don't want to say a goal, but as just something that, you know, I want to, you know, th- he was at a place that I would want to get to. And then after okay. that, so I, I'm more, uh, I, I, I fell in love with, um, with, uh, with him, like as far as, uh, um, it just, you know, just looking, you know, at what, you know, he had, I, you know, I fell in love with the admiration. I fell in love with, um, what, what I, where I wanted to be. So, um, I, I, and then I looked at him as like, um, also as, um, you know, very knowledgeable person, which he, you know, he was very knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was something I was falling in love with the intellect as well. So, um, it it just, you know, just went into there and then, you know, we just kind of, uh, you know, move, you know, a little quickly after, after that, not super quick, but, you know, a little, um, a little quick after that. Okay. So like, how long did you guys date before you got married? Oh man. Okay. So 
Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, this was so long ago. Um, last week was uh, is a long time for me, so let me. Um, I understand, let me try, sis. I let understand. Me get back. <laughs> uh, before we got married, because Brie, we didn't get married until um 2009, and so I'm going all the way back to about 2000 when I met him so we, okay and, so it was a good bit yeah it was and um you know I didn't want to um get married because even though you know this guy who's knowledgeable and you know I admired him and you know I took in um a lot of the um the knowledge that he did have uh he was a cheater and so oh, boy. that's what prevented um, me from wanting to. I had an engagement ring since like 2004, but um, it I just didn't want to go further because I knew what he was doing. Um, but to back up a little bit, um, you know, this was a guy, you know, who didn't, you know, have kids older than me, didn't have kids. And. I was just like, because I started falling in love with like his mind and everything. I was just like, yeah, I thought about kids and, you know, things like that. So we talked about it and we had a child in 2004. Um, it was planned and everything. Um, and then that's when I found out, like after my daughter was born in October, that's when I found out about, um, Girl, that's when I found out that, you know, he was cheating on me. And so okay. um, I had an engagement ring, but I just, you know, I didn't want to go through with it. So, um, of course, you know, I forgave or whatever, but I was like, I'm not going back to my mom. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, you know, go to my mom and like, you know what, bye, you know, um, I'm about to pack up and go to live with my mom or whatever. I, I was like, I wasn't doing that. I actually, you know, of course, you know, we like talked about it more me screaming, but we talked about it, but mm -hmm. I came up with the plan after that. After that, it was like, okay, let me get my stuff together. Like right now, like career, um, finishing school, all that. Let me get it together. And that's what I did. I had a plan. So um, that brought us to, uh, he was in the military and he was getting ready to get out and we just wanted to move somewhere new. Ended up in te uh, Dallas, Texas. That's where he got his job. And it, we came with the whole mentality of like brand new, let's, you know, start fresh, you know, um, don't worry about what happened in St. Louis. Like, you know, let's get over. We're going somewhere completely new. So got here August 2008. It was great and all that. Had another, uh, well, got pregnant um, with my second child. And um, before I had her, um, we ended up getting married. Um, it was at the courthouse. And I still, you know, wasn't trying to get married, you know, because of um, what happened um, in the past. And um, I didn't see anything at the time as far as like him cheating or anything, but um, I still was just hesitant. Women's intuition. Okay. I want to, I want to cut you off right there. So I want to ask you, let's go back a minute. So how did you know that he was cheating? Like what happened? <sighs> Oh my goodness. Um, the first time um, I saw pictures, mm, the first mm -hmm. time I saw pictures of it. And then um, this was back in St. Louis. And then the second time um, I saw a receipt for a box of mm. Oh my. So okay. yeah, that's- so You knew uh, something was clearly not right <laughs> already. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you have these things going on. You find out that on at least two occasions, you know, he's been doing, he's been cheating. So, um, 
I know that you said that you guys made the decision to just, you know, start fresh, which you did, you're willing to do, but who really made that? Like, is that something that he suggested or was that something that you suggested? Like starting fresh? Like, I don't know if you remember or not. Like, did you feel like you were kind of, I don't want to say coerced, but like, um, it was more so him kind of like saying, yeah, let's just, let's just start fresh. Or was that more like you were just wanting to just put it all behind you. And so you kind of just said, you know, let's just start, let's just start over. Well, I think it was more like the both of us, um, to answer mm-hmm. your question, um, because he was getting out of military. I know he was wanting like to start, you know, fresh as far as like a different career path. And for me, you know, it was more like starting fresh, like, shoot, we could, you know, we don't have to stay here in St. Louis. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what about these other places? And he was like, yeah. And um, so I think my more uh, thinking of starting fresh was just like, okay, we're going to a new state and, you know, like, we're going to like start like infidelity and everything is like in the past, all that stuff we're moving on. I think his start fresh was just like, Hey, I've been in the military so long. And now that I'm getting out, I'm starting fresh with a new career path and a new state. So I think we had different. I was more honed in on like, okay, fresh is like, okay. Like the infidelity didn't happen. And, you know, his was more like, you know, like I said, career and, you know, other in a different state. So we had our own perspective on starting fresh, but we both want to start fresh. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. So if we can kind of fast forward a little bit, I guess, if that's okay. Um, You guys, I guess, decide or agree to get married. Finally. I know you said you had gotten a ring and you had had Mm -hmm. it for some time, but Mm -hmm. you just knew that it just, it just wasn't the right time, like at all. So you were just holding off. And, but you decide eventually to move forward and get married. Mm-hmm. So after you get married, what happens? So, okay. So I had the second child, you know, we're married and, um, you know, one thing, um, and, you know, I do want to say that, you know, while all this stuff is happening, I know a lot of people like, well, girl, you messed up here and, you know, you should have stopped there and maybe you should have lived with your mama. You should, you know, remember I'm, you know, I'm young. Mm-hmm. And so, um, at, you know, during all this time, um, so after, um, I had, um, uh, my second child and like everything was going good. You know, we got there in 2008, had my second child in 2009 and I want to say um I found out oh boy I don't know if it did the end of 2009 or the beginning of 2010 is when I was like it it was just like this woman's intuition where Mm -hmm. I was just like something just don't feel right and um this is a guy who kept his phone glued to his hip right mm-hmm. and so i just had mm-hmm. so i had an opportunity um you know uh to look at his phone which was extremely rare mm-hmm. and i saw um emails you know where he mm. was emailing someone and then of course you know i confronted him on it um the end of, you know, 2010. And I just said, Hey, like, look, um, you know, he broke down when I confronted him and I was just like, look, I want a divorce. And, you know, we drew up papers and all that. And I just said, you know what, let's go to counseling. Cause that's something we never done. And I said, let's go to counseling. Let's get through it. But I said, if you really want to do this, uh, you know, you set it up, you know, you find this or whatever, and you set it up. And so, um, he just never did. He just never did. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I want to ask you a question. Like, why did you feel, so this had happened already once before. Like, why did you feel like I still want to, to, to salvage this? I still want to save this, even though he's done X, Y, Z and it's a pattern. I still want, I want to hold on to this. Like, what, what do you think made you feel that way at that time? 
Right. You know, good question. Um, again, moving down here. Um, oh, you mean even after I confronted him and about yeah. like the email? And saying, yeah, um, going to counseling. Like, why did you want to still give him that that chance? Because um, again, y'all, I'm young, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the time, you know, of course I'm yeah. older now, but um, I I saw him break down for the first time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, cause I'm a sucker for tears. I don't like to see mm. anybody cry. I don't care mm-hmm. what you are. <laughs> I don't want to see you cry. And I saw him break down for the very first time. And I was just like, okay, let's just do the papers. Let's just draw the papers. Like we did our own divorce. And I said, mm-hmm. let's just draw the papers, but let's not file them. Like, let's just do, you know, the counseling or whatever, because I thought this is it. Like that's his breaking point. Like I've never seen him cry before. This is something I've mm-hmm. never seen. He always had it together. And I seen him break down and I was like, oh. and then I thought about the girls too. And I was like, oh, yeah. you know, just seeing that and then thinking about the girls. I'm like, okay, like, okay, Deanna, just chill out. Let's try something different. Right. And then you're, mm-hmm. and then I'm also thinking like, you're married too. Like, don't just, you know, don't just skip out. Um, you know, so those were the factors, him breaking down the girls and wanting to try, wanting to try a different avenue versus just, you know, um, ending it. Wow. That's just like, that's a lot. That's Mm -hmm. just so much. I just can feel the weight of all of that. Just, just even ever so briefly, just the weight of all that you're worried about your daughters that you've had with, with Bob. And so you're worried about them, or I, I would imagine being worried about them and then being raised in a home without their dad or not being together and just being like mm-hmm. a young mom. And mm-hmm. um, just, I, I don't know, just, just thinking out loud here, but I can only imagine like all the different things that might have convinced you that you being happy wasn't worth I guess everyone else's happiness does that make sense like you were putting everyone else like his whatever he had going on and then but you were thinking about your babies and just all that stuff it seems like you were just I don't know hopefully that makes sense what I was trying to say it makes a lot of sense and you actually hit it you know um uh the nail on the head because when I just, you know, again, he didn't make any efforts to, you know, set up the sessions because I was like, look, find the therapist and set up the sessions, you know, because if you really want this, you'll do all this. He never did it. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is this is 2010. So like March of 2011, you know, like you were saying, hey, like you play everybody happiness before yours. March 2011. I said I can't do it anymore. Um, I'm walking around here and I don't trust this person that I'm with. So, um, yeah. So in March of, um, 2011 is when I decided to, uh, uh, to, to put my happiness, um, first because, um, I noticed that with me, uh, not doing that, it was affecting um, how I was raising my girls, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and this, how I was treating people. And I just knew it was time, you know, that, you know, so, you know, it was really interesting that you did say like, Hey, you were putting everybody else happiness first, but yours, but that's exactly what I thought in March, 2011. I was like, I'm just not happy. I'm walking around here and I'm not trusting this guy that I'm married to at all. I don't even know what he's doing. You know, um, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah, so I just, I just finally had my moment where I was just like, I'm getting tired of it. So, um, that's why I was just like, file the papers. We already had it. We, you know, we, like I said, we did our own and I was just like, file the papers. And because I wasn't trying to like get the house or, you know, trying to get this or that, the only thing I was just asking for was child support, which he had no problems with um mm-hmm. it was super easy i think it's like uh, it's like 60 days if nobody's contesting anything like you can get divorced in 60 days here in um texas and i was gonna say wow that's fast yeah 
It was, you know, uh, again, we wasn't contesting anything. So in May of um, 2011, like we were done, we were officially divorced. And then I had um, went and got um, my own house built. Um, when we came down here in 2008, we built a house and then mm-hmm. um, I didn't want it. I like I was like, no, I don't want to stay here with all these memories. Wow. So um, I um, went and got my own house built um, and then moved in um, October 2011, you know, and, you know, I'm thinking. Who showed you that it was OK to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black girl peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because Again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle. I smooth in a little of the Way Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code SELFCARE for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code SELFCARE. You know, like, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm doing good. And, you know, I do want to share this um, the way, because everybody take divorce differently. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm divorced and I'm such a planner too. So I'm divorced and I was like, okay, I just got to make sure I can furnish my house. I got to make sure that like I was setting, changing my mindset to like, okay, these girls are going to be looking to you, Deanna, like you got to be strong. You have to be, you know, like you see a spider, you got to kill it. You know, like is everything (laughs) is up to you 
Deanna, mm-hmm. and it's you, 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 you know, and I'm, you know, building myself up. And so, um, anyway, so I'm here in this new house and everything, you know, I'm enjoying it. Um, but between the May when the divorce was final in October, I never cried about it. I did about the divorce, you know, I never cried about it. I, uh, like I said before, I was shifting my mindset. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was hardening my heart. I never cried. I never like just did anything. I was just so worried about furnishing, um, the house and, you know, making sure like, you know, whatever I was doing that like, Deanna, you got to depend on you now. Mind you, I don't have any family here in Dallas. All my family mm. is in St. Louis and Detroit. So I'm really like, just, it's all you D, it's all you. So, um, anyway, um, so I'm all, you know, my heart all, all cold and stiff and everything. And then the following year, I get my own car, purchase my own car, uh, for the very first time because he always purchased the cars and I would drive them. And mm-hmm. this is like the following year, 2012, I purchased my own car. So happy, right? So nice. I'm like, I'm doing good. Like I built my own house. I got my car and, you know, um, you know, I'm back in the size six after two kids. Like I'm good, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Everything's good. I had, um, I had a former friend come down, um, the end of October of 2012. And we, we did something like, um, we were in like downtown Dallas and this guy I was talking to, we met up with him and I said something to him. Don't ask me what, Mm -hmm. um, but I said something to him. And when her and I got back in the car, she was like, why were you acting like that? And I was Mm -mm. like, I had really no questions, no answer for her. And, you know, me living in McKinney and the drive from downtown Dallas, that's a good drive for anybody's familiar with that. So I'm silent with her for about a good 45 minutes because I couldn't understand why I was acting like that. So she left, um, went back to St. Louis. She was a friend from St. Louis. She went back to St. Louis and I was still thinking about what she said. And then I started realizing that um, I was angry over the divorce and I didn't express it the way um, I guess most or other uh, women may express it maybe by um, crying and, you know, really heartbroken. I was so hard. My heart was just so hard and I changed my mindset. I never gave myself a chance to grieve. And so um, I realized that I was still angry and bitter over this divorce. So that's what start. Um, that's what made me um, figure out what I needed to do in order to get over that. So, you know, that goes into like, you know, the tips that helped me get through um, through the divorce. Um, you know, it's not, I didn't make a homemade bath bomb and it's like, girl, you know, use this bath bomb for seven days and you're going to be over your um, divorce girl. Or it's not like a body oh, glitter no. that you get from Sephora. And it's like, girl, you use that for, for, for seven weeks and you're over your divorce. So it's not like that. It's very, my way of getting through the divorce was, um, it was a way where you had to really put in the work and I, that's really what you have to do in general. You know, you have to put in the work to get over it. So the first thing I did was um, I had to seek God, period. Um, I had a relationship with God, but I didn't, um, it wasn't strong at all. And, you know, you need God in order to, you know, for him to guide you in your next steps, because, you know, you don't know what's to come, you know? So I had to build my relationship with God. Um, if you didn't do, you know, if you already have a relationship, you know, with God, you know, continue your relationship and, um, you know, increase your strength, you know, in your faith with him. And that just helped, you know, so much that just gave me 
seeking him first was just like, okay, it was a reassuring, a reassuring first step for me. And, um, you know, I had to remember, um, well, now that looking back on it, you know, I, I say that, and I still believe this, you know, he wants to use your situation to increase your faith. I'm a strong believer in everything happens for a reason. And I know this was an opportunity for me to increase my faith. Um, so that was the first thing that I did afterwards. So let me, let me ask you a question. I want to go back a little bit. So when you were in the, I think you said it was the, a club or an event when you were out with your, your friend mm-hmm. and you were speaking with the gentleman there, mm-hmm. but I know you don't recall what you said, but are you saying that whatever the situation was, you were just kind of like lashing out and just very angry and I guess rude with your tone or your response or whatever it was while you're at this event? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. It was, um, it was immature. I just remember it just being, you know, getting back in the car and just sitting down and like, oh, the thing, the first, you know, things that come to mind was immature and mm-hmm. um, like un- just unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But you had never had a chance to process everything that had happened, you know, in your exactly. situation. I mean, you went from one thing, one extreme, I guess to the next, like you're married, you had Mm -hmm. the perfect life, I guess, outside looking in, you know what I'm saying? But you had it all, you just had it all. You had it, your home, you know, everything was just kind of like popping. And then, you know, things just kind of went from great to not so great. And then you were now single Mm -hmm. and starting your life over with two babies or two, two young kids, two daughters. Mm -hmm. And so you never, I guess, took that time to process everything that had happened and to grieve that loss, like you said, because definitely that was a loss, regardless of if it was a perfect ideal situation or not. It was still a loss. And I'm sure you felt deeply like deep, strong emotions and probably were all, all over the place. So I wouldn't be surprised that you were in that kind of just angry stage you know so absolutely I was and I didn't yeah. know I didn't know because yeah. I guess I just made myself so numb mm-hmm. and I didn't allow myself to to grieve I didn't allow myself to mourn over the loss I was just you know developed this independent um attitude and just kept going that's it yeah, yeah. I get that so you come to you have a come to Jesus moment, literally, literally, <laughs> <laughs> literally. You're like, oh no, girl, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. So the first thing you did was remember or rediscover your relationship with God and and just commune with Him and, and rebuild what you had there. Hmm. Yeah, that was Mm -hmm. so important. You know, I encourage everybody or anyone who, you know, who go through a a divorce. That's the first thing you have to do is seek his word, seek, you know, like just to be, you know, under him, under his word and under his um, um, his grace, everything, um, because Mm -hmm. um, uh, he is going to guide you on your next step and um, you know, and the closer you are uh, with God, the more you're in the word, the more you hear him. So uh, it's just so important. And, um, and to remember that, you know, your situation, he wants to use your situation to increase your faith. So, you know, remember that as you're, you know, seeking him and, and learning, you know, getting into work, getting into the word and learning the word, like, um, it, it's just so important in order to, uh, you know, to, to start your, your grieving process. Um, mm-hmm. it's very important. Um, another thing that I learned was that, um, and I didn't understand, I didn't, I didn't know this until later either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't figure this out in 2012. I didn't, I, I don't know when I figured this out, but I had to learn to forgive. That is so important. Um, I kept blaming him and, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, yeah, oh, we got a divorce because, 
you know, he was cheating and all that stuff or whatever. And I had to get out of that. I had to get out of like, oh, we got a divorce like because of him. Victim mode. Yeah, because of him, mm-hmm. him, him. He did this. He did that. And I just, I had to. I, I had. I real once I realized that, um, that I had to forgive him, and also I had to forgive myself too, because I know, you know, you know, the people, you know, that are listening, and then you know. I know you're like, well, dang, girl, why'd you stay with this fool? And you, you didn't found pictures and receipts and all that. Um, no, this I is a to, no judgment zone. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I had to forgive myself, you know, on on that too. Um, you know, just accepting that because I knew um, I deserve better. But you know, um, I had to forgive. That was so important. Um, and it's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and be mm-hmm. like, girl, like, just forgive him and move on. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You know, it's okay that it's not going to be easy. But, you know, pray to God um, to have genuine forgiveness, you know, for that person and for yourself, because the ultimate goal is to have peace, you know, and um, for forgiveness for me, you know, I always reference, you know, verses. Um, I like mm-hmm. Ephesians, uh, you know, four, uh, chapter four, verses 31 through 32 and Matthew mm-hmm. um, six and 14. You know, the goal is to 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 be at peace. It's nothing like it, you know, and to get there, you know, when you're going through a divorce, forgive them and forgive yourself. And yeah and once you do that um it i'm not saying oh you're gonna wake up and girl you in peace it takes Mm -hmm. it's a process you know it it, it takes a minute you know to do so and then you know you hit you hit this on you know the head before brie Mm -hmm. um that you know it's okay to um well, not particularly this, but, you know, I do want to let, you know, everyone know that it's okay to be mad, to be angry, to be sad, you know, about the situation. Um, because as you said before, it's a form of grieving because it is a loss. You're so right. And, um, one thing that I have learned is that your present will be affected by what you don't mourn. You have to mourn it and allow yourself to have those emotions because if you don't, what you're like, your present is just going to be affected by it. How you treat people is, is, is going to be uh, affected, um, by what you don't mourn over, you know, the loss, you know, a divorce or a death or, you know, if you don't mourn over it, you know, what you're doing now uh, will definitely be affected. So, um, you know, you, you spoke on that before and it's just so true. Um, and one of the things that, okay, yeah, once I realized I was angry, you know, I started learning to recognize, you know, that emotion and I dealt with it, you know, and um so to learn and to recognize your emotions is just so important. And I say that I say this because, you know, I didn't understand that I was harboring anger um, hmm. and I expressed it in an immature way. As I said before, I didn't know that. I didn't know that because I kept telling myself, Deanna, you got to stay strong. You know, it's all you. It's all you. They looking at you and, you know, you got to take care of this house. You got to do this. You this. You that. You don't have no family here. I'm like telling myself this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, you know, it's okay to have those emotions. I wasn't allowing myself to, um, I was allowing myself to be angry, but I didn't know. You wasn't going to the whole range of emotions. You were just stuck yeah. on, you were just stuck on mad and that was it. Yeah. Here's mm-hmm. the deal, Brie. I didn't even know I was being angry towards people. It was just a natural mm. reaction to just, you know, say something real sharp. It was natural. Oh, I get it. Cause I, I, yes, I'll just say that I get it and leave it at that. I understand. <laughs> I, I have 
I, I get it. <laughs> there's more that I can say, but I'll just say that I get it completely. And there's no yeah. judgment. Like I said, no judgment here. I, I get yeah. it. It was but super I think, natural. Well, I was going to say, I think that you've done, you did some great things, like how you were able to go from being in a quote unquote victim mentality to changing your story and just taking a more powerful position and not just allowing things to just happen to you but you by in other words like saying oh it was it was bob's fault or you know just because i think i think and maybe it's just me and i'm not sure if i'm just just saying way too much here about myself but it's just something about there's power in repeating that story that story of victimhood Mm-hmm. There is a power in that. And because you're getting something from it, you're getting either attention, you're getting um, something, you know, f- just from playing that role. Not, I'm not saying, do you get what I'm saying? I'm not saying you played it like you were lying or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, just you continuing know- to just spread that victim kind of story. Like, oh, you know, like a woe is me kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? You know what, Bree? Um, you know, now that you speak about it and thinking about it, um, mm-hmm. it, I do understand. I totally understand what you're saying. And I think, I think one of the reasons, maybe the main reason, I don't know, but I do think that one of the reasons why I was like, well, I'm not married no more because he cheated was because it was more of like, well, dang, I got divorced, mm-hmm. but I got a good reason on why I divorced. So mm-hmm. here's why, because he cheated. So yeah. I think that was, I think that was one of, actually, I know that was one of the reasons why I just kept, well, yeah, because he cheated. It was a truth, mm. but it was just, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you dating too. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, so what happened? Oh, he cheated, you know. <laughs> it wasn't anything that I did. He cheated. That was, that's right. Like, you know, not that there <laughs> right. was anything that you did, but I'm just making a joke here. But yes, yes, I I get that a hundred percent. Like, it's just like, I feel like sometimes we carry that, that story, you know, we think that it's being vulnerable and, um, you know, whatever. But I think sometimes because yes, there is, I'm not, how can I explain it? So it's not that I'm saying, oh, you shouldn't tell anybody what happened. Cause that's not it at all. Of course, that is a part of your healing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To be able mm-hmm. to, to share your story and get it out as much as you need. However, I think there is a difference between that and being genuinely vulnerable. Mm-hmm. and versus like yeah like when you're out on a date or you know whatever and then he's like so what happened why are you no longer married mm-hmm. and you're just like oh he cheated like you just got, it's like what is the reason behind saying it in in such a way you know what i'm saying exactly. are you doing it or just i don't know but you I, you know what i'm saying so i do yeah i'm learning about being vulnerable i think Brene brown um said that sharing our stories you know it comes like a responsibility but it's also doing it at the right times and not i'm not explaining the right way but it's just doing it at the right time when it makes Mm -hmm. sense instead of just doing it from like a a victim type of mentality and oversharing but exactly yeah i get that Mm -hmm. and that's You know, I'm so glad you said about talking to someone because that was, you know, one of the final things, you know, reflecting back. I didn't tell anybody I was going through a divorce. I literally just went through the divorce by myself. I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell anybody. I did it. I think I told her August of uh, 2011, like a couple months before I moved into. And I did. I went through it by myself. So I encourage, you know, if you got talk to someone about it, you know, someone you trust, of course, you know, with the information. Um, but if you if you don't have that person, if you're looking like, oh, I know if I tell her, she's not going to be supportive. If I tell her, she's going to be like, oh, I told you so or something like mm-hmm. that. Go to is nothing wrong with going to a therapist. It's nothing wrong with going to that to a therapist to get it out. Cause it's, it's so yeah. therapeutic, <laughs> you know, just talking, yeah, absolutely. don't, don't go to the friend that'll help keep, uh, keep somebody's car though. 
Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want that. Don't go to that friend. No, 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 no. We, <laughs> like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> That'd be so, super tip. Yeah. So you named some things. Um, some of them were like building or strengthening your relationship with God, um, learning to forgive, mm-hmm. going through that mourning and that grieval process. Um, of course, therapy definitely helps. Um, and, and would you also say that time, just just time in general, just kind of helps to reshift and 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 get your life back? Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, like I said before, um, you know, forgiving may not come easy to a lot of us, and it that takes time. You know, Mm -hmm. um, especially, you know, if you um, were the one, um, I guess if you were not doing the wrongdoing or I don't know how to put it, but um, it it do take, you know, um, some time to forgive. So absolutely um, building a relationship or just strengthening your, you know, your existing relationship with God and the forgiveness and to talk it out. Absolutely. It takes time. Everybody's mm-hmm. different. Um, it took me a while cause I didn't do all this going through it. I didn't realize, I didn't realize all this free until the end of 2012 and I'm already a, almost two years. You know, I got the divorce is final May, 2011. And then yeah. I realized this at the end of October of 2012. So I didn't do it while I was going through it. I had to do the work almost two years after oh wow mm-hmm. yeah we do have to put in that work I mm-hmm. gotta go through it gotta go through it so yeah that i i appreciate you sharing your story um as we kind of wrap up this session um tell me about life right now like how how has your self-care of of forgiveness and rebuilding your relationship with God and, and all that, like how has your life changed since your healing process? <sighs> Once the forgiveness starts um, and you go through that process of forgiving that person. Um, and I said this, you know, earlier, you start to have a sense of peace hmm. and Oh, that just feels so good. Just thinking about it right now, mm-hmm. I, man, is a piece of just being at peace with who you are and uh, a peace of mind is nothing like it. And so um, I'm not going to, as far as like getting, you know, through the divorce or whatever, I'm super at mm-hmm. peace now. Um, I got a lot of other shenanigans going on, but other than that, like, you know, I'm so at peace with it. And, um, and right now, because I took those steps, uh, I took my first step is, you know, building my relationship up again with God, um, is now I know if I'm going through a hard time or if I'm going through a sad time, um, I know what I need to do. I need to get back. Mm -hmm. I need to go into the word, you know, even if I'm having a good time, you know, I need to, you know, be in the word. If I feel like I'm just not treating people right, get into the word. So, you know, again, to answer your question, what it looks like for me now, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I sought God for um, getting over, um, to getting through that process, I know now what I need to do um, when I go through, you know, trials in my life or whatever, because that, that man, he gives you the blueprint on every single thing, everything. Mm -hmm. And it's just awesome. And all you got to do is just, you know, get into the word and you'll figure it out. So that's what my life looks like now, referencing the word, you know, um, going to church um, and, you know, just being at peace with all that. Now I'm able to talk to you, Bree, um, mm-hmm. about 
about what I went through and have no anger. And, I, you know, I love sharing my story. I know some people like I would have never said that. Oh, she's saying too much. I love sharing my story because I'm going to help one person. And that's what I love to do to help somebody. I love helping people and helping people get through um, a, a, a lot of things um, that they may be facing. So if I need to share my story in order to make someone feel better or to help someone make them or to help someone um, feel like they're not alone, I'm mm -hmm. totally OK with it. I'm OK with it. So, um, it, yeah, it just the progress for me to share everything and not be ashamed of it is just awesome. Hmm. I love that. Deanna, thank you so much for being on the show. I greatly appreciate you sharing your story today with us. I'm super excited to share this with everybody. It's not a problem. Thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. All right. So that's it for this week's episode. And didn't I tell you that this episode was going to be absolutely incredible? I want to thank my special guest today. She, I love how she laid it all on the line and she had some great growth and um, just the fact that she was so transparent because I know that there are a lot of us out there that have struggled in relationships and sometimes we just we don't follow our intuition initially but eventually we get our lives together we get it all together and we're able to just go from one level to the next and that's what self-care is all the all about so I will see you next Monday with another episode thank you so much for listening and have an awesome week guys Bye.